This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Greetings everyone to another Simon Transparently podcast And today we dive into the series of Let's Talk About Sex Let's face it, what other topic is there worth talking about? (laughs) Today I'm with a friend and a lover called Sanna. Hey, Sanna. Hello. Lover in many levels. And one, because Sanna and I are love. Yes. We are love. We share all about being love. And what I love is that this is a totally spontaneous podcast. Like love is. Yes. Spontaneous. Diving straight into love from the frequency of sharing love. Mm. It's beautiful, no? Yes. So maybe if you even you don't really need context, I mean let's talk about sex. I mean what other context do you need about that? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe for for those for those of you listening, sex, one of the greatest taboos of our time, still is. And yet the very essence of where we came from is through the act of what is called sex. So I feel it's what other topic is there to really talk about. In fact, on some level, it's all sex. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, all, it's all that. It's all foreplay. and, and uh, It's all foreplay, actually. Even when you think you're done. Yeah. You started already. You started again. Yeah, you started again. Yeah. yeah, yesterday we were talking. It was like it's just everything. Creation itself is just one huge ejaculation. <laughs> yeah. One huge, constant ceremonial orchestration of orgasm. And you said... I'm going to let life do me. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah, you said to me what is what what's the chapter of uh what's the chapter of your movie right now, no? Yes. What stage of the movie are you in? And then I pondered that for a moment and it was like, ah, let myself be done <laughs> by life. But that's beautiful, right? Let us let ourselves be penetrated by life. And yeah, in order to do that, we have to surrender and die. Um and surrender to all of the control and all the, all of the things that we think we are in order to be truly done, no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about sex in the sense of here I am now um, talking about sex and also um, on some level educating mm-hmm. how to masturbate mindfully. It's one of the things that I offer to the world. Okay. Yeah, this idea of weaving um, uh, the sexual center with the heart and and weaving meditation with sex Mm -hmm. in order to create love. And this invitation for for us to truly love ourselves through the act of self-pleasure, through the act of self-caress, self-touch, um, and breathing and moving and sounding and actually moving all the focus just from what has been a lot of the times in our culture just about what I call the sexual center, which is just about touching our so-called genitals. And the reason why I say this for those of you listening, so-called genitals and sexual center is because I, I see us all as one huge genital. We are. There you go. I, I, I'll leave you from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's beautiful that you that, that we have to that you're dedicating time to that and, and energy because uh, for me my a lot of things shifted when I 
I started to let go of the idea of masturbation because there's a like in the idea there is a goal involved right and and in the idea of masturbation for me in the past it was always focused on the genitals but if I really check in with myself when I want to feel pleasure and my body wants to feel pleasure a lot sometimes it's just you know caressing my own cheeks it's not even like it's not even sexual but when we think about self-pleasuring we think oh it has to be sexual well actually no mm. it doesn't have to be it's beautiful if it is mm. that was a nice practice for me still is because mm. sometimes i think i want to move sexual energy and actually i just want to cuddle myself you know right and make myself feel safe in a different way yeah nurture yourself yeah yeah yeah, I like this word, caress. Caress ourselves. Yeah. Allow ourselves to be touched. <clears throat> so <clears throat> this is not like a big promotion thing, but the, the, the training that I created with Dara was called Go Touch Yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they seem to, a lot of beings, I don't like that word people, but a lot of beings sometimes go, oh, touch my, I've got to touch myself. Like what you just said. Mm -hmm. Oh, so if, if I'm going to touch myself, I have to touch my sexual center, right? Because that's what, again, we, we think masturbation is just about that. Even yes. the word itself is quite a, quite a harsh word. I think it means fornication with the hand, right? It's like, you know, what a, what a crazy word. But um, this idea of being touched by life, that's what it's about, actually. Yeah. Being touched by existence. So when you say, yeah, touch my face, touch my, uh, hug, hug myself, hold myself. Yeah, Allow without my judgment, yeah, you know, yeah. without the mind coming in like, what are you doing? Are you, are you cuddling yourself in bed? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, can't you get a partner? <laughs> God, you're so, you're so like, you're so lonely. Yeah. yeah. Who does that? Yeah. 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 And then there's such a power though, don't you take full responsibility for your pleasure. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. Because you don't depend on any outward source anymore. Right. And, and for me, in, in the years of practicing this, my body is still communicating better and better with me what it needs, you know, what it wants in, in, each, in each moment. Mm -hmm. And that's such a gift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's beautiful to discover by yourself because when you're with a partner, another awareness comes in, that of the other and, you know, all the things that come with that. Well, as if you're alone, you know, there's no, there doesn't have to be any, yeah, it's so intimate. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And when I say there's, there's also this power because you, you claim your sovereignty in terms of I will take care of my needs. Yes. And like you so beautifully said, I will know then how to communicate my needs. Yeah. So when somebody else comes into this field, uh, love, a relationship, whatever term you want to use, you're able to communicate what you need and you're able to not fall into the trap of neediness, codependent. Exactly. Oh, what will happen if I don't have this being or how, you know, will I get pleasure and all these other crazy stories that come in because we think we, we need another to fulfill us. Yes. But the journey of self-pleasure for me, when we weave it in and we go back to the source, the source of creation, you know, everyone's looking for God, the elixir of life. They're looking for something outside of themselves. And I always say, no, that God, that which we seek has been hidden all along, hidden in your pants. Yeah. If you want the source of creation, you want to know where you came from. Look in your look pants. Look in your pants. <laughs> huh? Yeah. And we were talking about it the other day, like even if I would find 
or bump into the best lover I, I've ever had, you know, me as as a woman, I, I want to feel one with God. So even if you would pleasure me like to the moon and back 24 hours a day, you couldn't fulfill that, that, you know, that that gap that I'm constantly trying to bridge, right? And for me, the bridging of the gap, like the action itself of the bridging, that is devotion, which is, is life force, which is humbleness, which is all, you know, all of these things. It's so beautiful. And in this gap is where, for me, the space, like it's the threshold for the emotions to come in, you know, because I want to, I want, I want to reach that, you know, that concept of, that I can reach source while well, actually it's already inside of me. So it's like a, it's like the circle. Mm. And yeah, I like this, this constant uh, movement in which the emotions come and, and, and make me realize that I am already that. And also I'm not at the same time, you know, it's, it's so overwhelming and beautiful. <laughs> you, you mean, you mean the funky pleasure paradox or just yes. the pleasure paradox? Yeah. Yeah, the pa- so that you so you were you referencing this yearning, this deep yearning for yeah. union, for for to be taken by God, to 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 be, to is this like a a, a kind of yearning to go back to that s- supposed wholeness that we thought we were at some other time, but then yes. to realize that actually through the deeper connection with ourselves, we can realize that wholeness now. Yeah, and it's... and then we don't need another to actually. Um, do anything to us but we can share our wholeness with another yes exactly it's that connection back to source which which uh, you know one can also feel when one's meditating well however you want to define meditation because you know sexuality cannot definitely be meditation too so, well, exactly yeah. as Osho said no it's if you mix uh, sex and meditation you have love hmm. I love that <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful yeah yeah, and why did why a question that pops up? Let's hear it. I'm gonna take a sip of my tea in the meanwhile. This is a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's good to take a. Inter- I like taking interval breaths. Mm. For those out there listening, we're drinking hibis- hibiscus tea. And it's um, it's like a ruby red yeah. color. It's really beautiful. Oh, which is actually beautiful because you know it links into the blood the the womb, the womb wisdom of the blood. So we're drinking the blood as well. We're drinking the blood. The nectar. Another thing that you can't, still can't talk about so openly in this uh, current system that is crumbling at such a rapid rate. <laughs> I can't very, even keep up. <laughs> very happy about that. <laughs> we'll be talking about blood every day. You're referring to drinking blood, that, we, that we're afraid to talk about that? That we're free to talk about, yeah, just the menstrual cycle and blood and the celebration of the life force elixir, whether that be blood or amrita or ejaculate oh. or, you know, just the waters that are constantly pouring through us, blood that pours around our veins constantly and water that we are and the celebration of those waters. Yes. Yeah, but that wasn't the question I was going to ask you. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> I'm in a free flow. <laughs> I'm in my feminine expression this He's morning. He's dancing now, just for those <laughs> who cannot see. Um, I would like to say that everybody knows how 
or how I perceive it, I talk from myself all the time, is the deep-rooted sexual suppression that I still feel from being on this path. So I could say, like, the last... When I say path, there's no path, but this deeper inquiry into sexuality over the, the last several years of supporting others, exploring through sexological body work, and, you know, just diving deep through Istar, where you and I met. Mm-hmm. Istar is, uh, for anyone listening, is the International School of Temple Arts. And uh, it's a real deep dive into sacred sexuality, um, the shadows around our sexuality, and uncovering actually the the the, the depth of uh, shadows at play and, and suppression at play when we actually want to express ourselves. No, so so that kind of weaves in the question I had to you is like, you know, what do you feel, or why do you feel that? Um, sex is still such a taboo in our society, even though it's... Why? Yeah, yeah why, why? Because freedom is a taboo. This, for me, it, it goes with that, you know, because freedom is, freedom is power, and power is a taboo, because power is not in the hands of, of, of sovereign beings. It's, it's, uh, we're in a system that is crumbling. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, for me, it, it, it's connected to that, you know? And also it has to do... <coughs> Like if we're talking about sovereignty and then we're talking about responsibility because it's actually sometimes very comfortable and easy not to take responsibility, you know, over your own power, over your own freedom and by that over your own sexuality. You know, we as human beings like to be in a comfort zone and not think about it too much and if we find ourselves in a partnership and we just have sex on Thursday evening... Maybe we don't ask ourselves that many questions because it goes with the whole conditioning of not being free, like actually free. That's, that's yeah, for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, pleasure is power. That's the, the word that came up. And when we claim back our pleasure, we're actually intentionally saying to the source god to the cosmos to the to the playful soup of creation we're saying that i am worthy and i am allowed to pleasure myself actually i came here to experience pleasure because this is for me the incarnation of in this human body it's about that you know because we are all we are all of that that we you know project outside of ourselves so if we are that, then why would we come to a body? What would the reason be to come to a body, to experience things? And one of the big things to experience is pleasure. Well, it's all pleasure, actually, as you're saying that, isn't it? Because actually, when we're trying to do all these other things, whether it's make make pottery or, you know, <laughs> you know make... make that's you, very pleasurable. Yeah, right. Very it's, sensual, it's, actually. <laughs> really? That's what I mean. So that's what I said to you earlier when I said, like, everything's a, an expression of ejaculation or orgasm. It's actually, on so many levels... We are wanting to just do that which is pleasurable, but often we feel guilty, right? This is the whole thing, guilty pleasures, right? We feel guilty, we feel shame Mm. if we want to just voice that, ah, I want to do this because it gives me pleasure Mm. and I feel aroused and turned on by it and it it excites me. How about that? Have people saying that? I'm knitting today because it's like working my yoni. (laughs) I have a a full-on erection while I knit at the moment, you know? Why not, yeah? But and, and And if it's not giving you that, actually, if it's not igniting that flame of real arousal, or pleasure then why are you doing it yeah like, and this is where what yesterday I had a talk with a with a wonderful lady and 
and we were talking about life force, you know, and she was questioning herself, what, uh, I, I want to change my job, I think I have a gift, I don't know what my gift is. And yeah, of course, we don't know if we're not connected to that life force that is like sitting in a temple between our legs, ready to like move up our spine and, you know, to the heavens, then of course, we don't know what our gift is. How, how the fuck should we know? Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, you just, I just got <laughs> see my mind sparking right now. Yes. I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. Everyone's like, oh, I want to know what to do, what to do with my life, what's my purpose, all that. It's like, go inside the temple. Yes. The temple has the, the wisdom. Yeah. And funnily enough, people go inside the temple, like the churches and the other temples, looking for the wisdom anyway, right? They go and listen yeah. to the preacher, the preach, the preach, the priest. <laughs> the, well, preacher. The, the, the preacher. The preacher man. The preacher man. They go and listen to the preacher man going, yes, give me some wisdom. Yes, amen, amen. And I'm like, wow, what about if everybody just went in there and started doing the three-circle ritual and playing with themselves mm. together inside church and inside a temple? Some people mm. are not going to like that. No. It's a beautiful image. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What else is there a temple? And then, as we all know, all... All churches have been built on certain ley lines and, and PowerPoints of that land they're mostly on. Yes. They all have these phallic symbol rooftops of like the, the yoni coming with the, with, the, with the lingam shaft in order to be a vortex in two, which is why, you know, so many of them pray. You know, it's the collective energy of praying in these places. So I think if we change all churches, churches and temples into places for self-pleasure, which can have many faces, you Me know, we don't have to be, you know, let's exactly. just say that. Yeah, let's talk about that temple culture from that place. <laughs> no, really, because it's not just yeah. about going in. It's not a sex party where we just go in and it's just about, oh, I want to fulfill my sexual urges, right? It's a celebration of life. Yes, that. And it's not, an, of <clears throat> course, it's an, like an, an energy ex exchange, but it's uh, in my in my utopia which is already there because otherwise i couldn't think of it you know it's somewhere in the quantum field it's existing uh it's it's there are no concepts and there are no expectations and we're all sovereign beings and we take responsibility you know and if we walk into a place like that all of us connected to our gifts and for example if we would meditate together whatever that meditation looks like you know maybe it's self-pleasuring maybe it's singing maybe it's maybe it's dancing, dancing. you know it could could be anything breathing. and then breathing and then pray for world peace from our you know from our pure essence from our direct connection to source how powerful would that be instead of you know Med meditating or praying from this place of fear. Oh, I hope the war ends. Oh, please, I hope no one. Because it's yeah. it's. Well, well, it's not linked. To, it's not even linked with intention. It's, sorry, it's mm -hmm. not. It's not linked with action actually. Because what you're talking about, you're kind of saying it in a reverse. It feels like a <coughs> reverse. Um, uh, I call it flip the pancake. Now you're saying so. If people were already in that space of taking full responsibility for themselves they would already be choosing peace within themselves so yes they, yes they, we they, wouldn't even have to do that no You're no right. no but through choosing peace in yourself through going in through transforming from the inside out through going back this is again i call it reverse dichotomy by going back to the source of creation we go inside rather than all this outside projection. Yes, yeah. We transform from the inside out. We become the peace we want to see in the world. We become the love we want to we see in the world. We become love. And then from that place, of course, your living embodiment is peace, is love. So everything you do is intentional from that place. Therefore, yeah. you are living 
living peace. Living so of course, whatever you do, whether you, whether you pray, whether you play, whether you, the way you talk to your friends, love is the choices you make, the way you put your focus, where focus goes, energy flows, will be of that. Yes. Peace comes from the people and peace comes from within. And it doesn't have to come from everyone at the same time no. because it, it, it cannot. even it cannot. And it, but from my like from my own experience, it's so contagious because mm. there's nothing more contagious than love because mm. it rules out the mind. If you, for example, I would bump into you in a bus and we would bump into each other and you would get angry with me and be like, rah, rah, and you're ruining my day and you have coffee all over my shirt. And I would be just smiling at you and say, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, is there anything I can do to help you? And I really penetrate you with that love. The mind gets like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. So it's super contagious. Yeah, it freaks out. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's a, a, it's a glitch in the, <laughs> that's not the response that my pain body wanted. I needed fuel yes. in order to fire up the, the aggression, the anger, the resentment, the shame, the guilt, the blame, all of the, the dense emotions that I've been carrying around for so however I can long. project them on you. Yes, and so that I can release myself, actually again, so that I can release yeah. myself. Another ejaculation. From, yeah, so I can release myself from the burdens of the past, from the chains of the past, from the the suffering, the, the relentless self, you know, um, flagellating. Which is also, you know, and not to diminish any suffering because there is so much suffering in the world, but we as human beings are so addicted to suffering and I still notice it in my own system, this deep conditioning of wanting to suffer. Yeah. Like it's, it's, for example, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I don't feel like, I don't feel like super super uh -huh. Huh? Uh, or I don't feel like going outside and I stay in bed I stay in bed maybe 10 minutes and then there comes a moment where I know okay I'm starting to feel a bit contracted I'm mm -hmm. starting to feel a bit paralyzed actually you know because I'm not moving my body mm -hmm. I, I have to go outside and I know if I go outside and I just move my body and I drink some water I'm fine and then, you know, there's this, this tendency to be like, no, I'm just going to lie here paralyzed. And I'm just looking at that like, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's one step away, this liberation, and you choose to not go there. Yeah, because it's a, a addictive though, isn't it? The pain, the pain it is. <clears throat> when we talk about the pain body or the wounds that we carry, they're coming from a, a repetitive behavior. So the... The, the beliefs that, that get built up from the experiences create the beliefs, the beliefs create the, um, the feelings, the emotions, the memories that feed them, right? So we get into this, what I call the feedback loop from hell. Mm -hmm. So then the, 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 which was, yeah. <laughs> well, it was originally coined from um, Mark Manson, actually, from his book, um, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I don't know if you've heard of that. And... Um, yeah, and I loved it. It just weaved in so much with my own sharings on the pain body. And so, so ultimately I work, that's, that's the main thing that I support others with, is to see the pain body, mm -hmm. to see where the pain body is um, still attached to a past wound. That past wound is still, in India they call it samskara, right? Mm -hmm. It's creating samskaras, it's creating the, uh, stories over and over again that we're holding on to. We and we love so much. Which we love so much. And then ultimately that part of us that was wounded at whatever point of our uh, childhood and 
previous life needs to have loving awareness. Mm -hmm. It just wants to be seen, held, mm -hmm. and heard, right? Mm -hmm. So it wants to be seen, held, and heard. And then you, you, you work with somebody through that process. They see, they, they see and hold themselves. Yeah, they listen to themselves and realize, even though they were looking for it from their father or their mother or their relationship or the next partner and so on, they realize that the very love, the only love that they could actually receive mm. and wanted was the love that they can give themselves. Yes. And this is, this is so profound for me because we look for love from somewhere else and it's like it wants the love that you are already are it wants your love you want your love you want your love and then what we were talking about yesterday to be if we are there if we find find ourselves there in that space you know yeah, able to nurture ourselves able to love ourselves to pleasure ourselves and then to be witnessed by another being that you know finds themselves in that same space yeah. and witness each other in love that's like the ultimate ultimate bliss yeah. it's yeah, because, incredible yeah because in that sense it's you seeing yourself yes it's exactly. so beautiful yeah yeah mm. I have a question to, for you. Ah, oh, really? Uh, you, okay, good. May I? Yeah. Or you have a burning I, one? I love that you have a question for me. Often people don't ask me questions. Ah, okay. Well, it is connected to uh, what we were also talking about earlier. We talked a lot. <clears throat> but when, if we, when we're talking about the pain body and that we're addicted to suffering and so on and so on, and then our uh, professions, both at some point in your life as well, also being an actor and me working as an actress, for me, I'm really inquiring into what what are the narratives, what are the stories that we are going to tell in this, you know, in this new era that are not feeding the pain body, that are not connected to a person is happy, something happens, they suffer, and then, oh, all is well, and there's a catharsis, and we go home like, oh, thank God, and oh, I also went through this, and, and then we, you know, feed into that. I'm just really curious what kind of stories would we want to see if they don't include the first lesson in theater school, which is a good scene needs a conflict. Mm, yeah, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yeah. Well, is it a question of like, yeah, what stories, yeah? What, what stories would we tell from this place of love? I mean, we'd only tell love stories, but the thing is, as we said, love stories don't sell tickets often because the cheesy pain body, I call them pain body love stories, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, the so-called, what, uh, what's it called? The, the Walt Disney style love, you know, where you end up with the, the love of your life and forever is happy ever after. Yes. I mean, the story I would tell, maybe, maybe what's beautiful, seeing as this is all about transparency, wouldn't, we, wouldn't it be a story just exactly like we just experienced, no? Exactly. So what we just experienced is a, a coming together of um, two sovereign beings um, sharing um, transparently and openly and vulnerably and sharing where they're at intimately and what's alive in them and then allowing the the play of eros and love to to weave and communicate and then to to really see each other to allow ourselves to be seen mm. and then to feel that and to 
to listen and to hold each other and to to allow, allow ourselves to be penetrated by one another, by life itself, um, to cry mm. together, yeah. to laugh together, to um, to pause, to check in on our nervous systems, how they feel. Do we feel safe? Be a story of safety and mm. and, and and being held. And yeah, I mean, like you and I have kind of we left the so-called uh, profession of acting because we both made a decision, or so you said as well, to be a uh, a lead character in our in the real life movie. In my own life, yeah. Yeah. So, so the stories that you and I are living now and and breathing and sharing, that is the. The ultimate movie, no? That's, that's the one. It's the best movie. And in my, like, I would love to just put a camera on these stories of what people are living, you know, their best possible blissful uh, reality, which is love. Mm-hmm. I would watch. Yeah, yeah, but you would watch. You, what you would watch is the realness of what we go through. So, yes. so give a scenario. Give a scenario recently of what's happened, either with me or with you, mm-hmm. of how love has you know has woven into your movie that would be phenomenal to for others to to watch to see to hear absolutely yeah you can share one now one of my recent yeah if you have one what pops up for you in this moment mm. <clears throat> let me think let me feel Hmm. Yeah, I I I <laughs> I spent a few months in Costa Rica and I met this uh, incredible being who looks like an avatar which we all are, you know, in essence, but he he had the looks of the avatar. Uh this guy and uh, and uh we saw each other and we started talking and after 5 minutes he said, "I already love you." And he was the sweetest, like this, like he was just pure love, you know. And and as we were getting to know each other better, he reflected back to me and he said, wow, thank you so much because I feel I can pour all my love into your cup because I feel that you don't expect me to live up to anything. You're just love. So I'm just expressing my love to love. You know, I'm communicating with love this doesn't even have anything to do with you which for me was the biggest gift it was such a gift and then when i left he said i wrote you a love letter and he was like well actually i didn't write you a love letter i wrote love a love letter you know about from this place of love and this letter yeah amazing amazing such a gift it's a movie i would watch i would sit front row with popcorn yeah and he wrote you a love letter yeah and and he also. He also what? And there was a bit more to the beautiful story. <laughs> Remind me. Was it, is it the same one with the t-shirt? No. Yes, he made me a t-shirt. Yeah, I made your t-shirt, <laughs> but he also asked. He, he asked so um, bravely <laughs> if he if he could initi- be initiated into tantric lovemaking. Yeah. 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 
and then and then he gave you a beautiful T-shirt. He made me a T-shirt. Made you a T-shirt. Painted on a T-shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you can see, if you can see Santa now, it's such a a, lo- a, a lo- sweet love pouring from her eyes of, yeah. Because uh, it's so innocent. Yeah, this what, is exactly is that, what it is. Right, innocence, love is innocence, pure innocence. Yes. Yeah, and we're free to have that and feel that, and it feels so beautiful and nourishing in our body and our being. Yeah. And what and what did he write on the t-shirt? He wrote. So he asked me what my favorite color was, and I told him, yellow, like this, yellow of the sun when the sun goes down, and it gets a bit of like mustard color. And so he had a he had that color T-shirt, and he he painted on it, la vida es so life is, amarilla. Amarilla is this color, and amarilla is love in in the now. And he said, you you are that. Thank you for showing you as yourself like that, so I can see that I am that. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, now even speaking about it, my my heart is just opening. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that there are beings on this planet that don't have this, you know, cynical voice that says, you know, I'm going to make a T-shirt for this. No, yes, I'm going to make a T-shirt. Hell yes. <laughs> and yeah, and you know, as I'm hearing you, there's, you know, there's so many variations and beauty of love. I mean, love is everywhere it's all things it's so powerful and it's happening all the time in the places where we don't see it mm-hmm. but it's like sometimes there's this exercise that we do where we have a blank piece of paper you know like an a4 piece of paper and we put a black dot in the middle yeah mm-hmm. do you know this exercise um, no? not yet, okay no. so so we put a black dot in the middle okay then we hold the piece of paper up to those that are in the space with us and we go what do you see mm-hmm. what do you think everybody sees Oh, yeah, the black dot. Right. So everybody sees the black dot. Yeah. And pretty much nobody. All maybe the white space. <laughs> maybe one, maybe one yeah. sometimes says, oh, I see, I see the, the white page and the paper and I see the, the, you know, I see the whole thing that you're holding. Yeah. But very, very rarely. Uh-uh. So actually, that's what's happening often that we see in our society and our relations and so on is that we constantly, and, and even when we buy something or we look at something with food, we focus only on the black dot, which is so tiny. And, and all around us is this vast, open, uh, I like to call it the abyss, the abyss yes. of love, the, the void, the vast space of beauty. And that's, that's what we're dancing in. Yes, and, and it's a delicate dance because as we, he's stretching his leg, he <laughs> looks like a ballerina. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, what did I want to say? Wow, it, you distracted me with so, that move. <laughs> um, uh, you said, is it, and I want to come back, by the way, to this beautiful movie that you just said, but I, we're, we're, we're free-flowing. So, you said that it's a delicate dance. That space and the black dot. And the black dot. Uh, yes, because, for example, that's also where the, because we're, I'm going to connect it back to the guilt we were talking about. Please. If I feel sadness or, or uh, frustration, 
or let's say sadness because it's easier about uh, something that happened, for example, with a friend, um, he or she's not feeling well and I feel compassion and I like my heart is with them and I'm like, oh, I, f I feel bad for them. And uh, it is also in a way connected to me. So in a, in a way, I'm also suffering. The only thing I have to do is shift my focus with my mind. I can look at the tree outside. I can check if there are insects on the bark of the tree. I can just shift my mind. Right? Yeah, your mind's eye, yeah. And then the guilt sometimes steps in again, like, yeah, but you should be thinking about the black dot. Of course. Yeah, because it's deeply embedded. Yeah. Yeah. And why is it deeply embedded? Yes, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the repetition of, of, of believing that, no? That's what I was saying about the beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we only like yesterday I was um, journeying with a beautiful being and we uncovered like several core beliefs that were all about unworthiness. I don't deserve love. Every time I give love, I get hurt. Mm. Um, um, love is painful. Um, I can't feel I don't even know what it feels like love. Right? Mm. And these are deep rooted beliefs that then have a narrative and play out this whole story. So she keeps experiencing these encounters with either other men or her family members and so on that keep playing out the justification of that, that story. you know, as we know, it, it, um, it selects, provokes and distorts. No, the pain body selects, yes. provokes and distorts. So it creates that scenario over and over again to keep us in the feedback loop from hell, which again comes back to this, you know, this conversation. Let's talk about sex is that we cannot free our life force energy. We cannot free our, our sexual creative um, uh, freedom and um, yeah, I just the word creative is coming out. Creative potential. Yeah. If we don't go into our pain. And, and bring the light of love and awareness to our pain, to yeah. our shadows. And allow it to transform. And also, and for the artists that are listening to this. Are you out there? Are you out there? To not stay attached to the melancholy that comes with the suffering of the artist, because this is such a, a, an old-fashioned archetype, in my humble opinion. You know, it's like, oh, I only write good songs when I'm in pain and I'm grieving from a lover, and yeah. that's why I had so many lovers, and, and it's, all, it's all falling apart, and oh, my God, I have a new song. No, like, yes, okay, you can write about your pain, but then use it to transmute that, and then maybe afterwards your number one hit is going to come because you're in total ecstasy. <laughs> right, and I love, it. I love that you're weaving this in as we're, we're coming to a close now, but I love that you're weaving this in um, because that actually weaves back to your movie of what we said yesterday as well, is it, this, the journey of transformation from fear into love, from, um, yeah, pain into pleasure from victim into hero right which we often see in movies and that's why they get the, the you know the hero's journey is kind of the as you know the outline of any great movie yeah. follows the path of joseph campbell's hero's journey now that's that's cool but also why is it always called the hero's journey where's the heroine's journey and and the heroine's journey doesn't have to be the same as the hero's journey mm -hmm. this is really important but we kind of masculize uh, masculize the uh, you know the journey that everybody should take yes. where actually 
these films get made from that and everybody loves it because of what you just said. It plays into the emotional um, uh, turbulence of of our being, which attracts us, which makes us go to the theatre, which pay, buy the tickets and so on, gives us a superficial sense of liberation and freedom. But we come out of the theatre and go back into our life, which feels dense, depressed, full of anxiety, fear, uncertainty and shame, guilt, blame and so on, resentment, judgment and, and all that. And then we go back to the cinema to get our superficial fulfilment of liberation and freedom. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. it feeds the materialism and the cycle perpetuates itself. Yes. Whereas what me and you are saying is what is the journey out of that into full transformation. So therefore, you're living in the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. You're living as love. And then there's a reality, a dimension where you don't go round and round in the self-perpetuating victim circle boom that and that's the that's the little missing link because people will say yeah there's a lot of love i go to the cinema i watched the amazing film the other day it's amazing yes but did you leave there and then actually transmute that within yourself yeah. or did you just continue to play out the same behaviors in the, in the same comfort zones over and over again replicating your own pain believing in your own story yeah because we're we're beyond our story yeah and if we would if we would make this story of our lives, we would have a blockbuster, man. Which we're doing right now. We're doing right now. <laughs> we're starting with the podcast. Well, we're in, we're, yeah, we're in it right now. Yes, we're, 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 living, we're living our story. Like, this is another thing, right? I, the book that I just finished was, you know, a, a part, a chunk of my story, yeah? And, but the whole point was that I wrote that story as a ceremony of recognition to dissolve the past yes. so that past story does not exist even though people might go oh you're Simon who did this this and this no that past story is a, is a fabrication now of multiple different um, thought forms and patterns that, that existed and didn't exist and I couldn't I couldn't weave them all together if I tried right I could even remember it all Mm-mm. you can never really remember the past fully it's just fragments no. so actually the only real movie and true love stories is this one right now? No. It's at play. Yeah. And although we might think that the cameras are not rolling right now. Oh, they are. Yeah. Great loving awareness is constantly... Breathing over our shoulders. <laughs> and breathing from our core, actually. Right. Where the creators... Yeah. The creator looking at the creation. Oh, oh, yeah, it's... it's, it's I, I'm, I'm just smiling. I love I'm it. Just smiling. <coughs> Okay, so let's take a nice deep breath because we have to close. <sighs> How are you feeling in this moment on your first podcast with me? Oh, this, uh, now about- I get excited because, because when you say that, I'm like, oh, we're going to do more. That would be fun. <laughs> Expectation management. Uh, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling excited for the day. Like, you got me all charged. Mm. Yeah, feeling yeah. inspired and grateful. And uh, also, we didn't mention that we're sitting in a yurt. So, my view on you is impeccable. Like, you have this green door with art on it behind you, and then I see nature outside. So, it's a perfect yeah. start of the day. Yeah, it's beautiful. We're in this beautiful, beautiful yurt, in this beautiful <coughs> vortex with this reverberation of beautiful sound in the center. And uh, we are love, sharing love. I mean, what more, what more is there? Mm. So if you'd love 
if you've loved anything you've heard today, then do share. Please share a comment or share with a friend. If you feel this has inspired you, maybe it will sp- inspire one of your tribe, one of your community members. And if you love the, the type of movies that Sana suggested that would be beautiful, then also let us know. Would you like to see more of those real magnificent life stories of love happening? And, and maybe you've been having them and experiencing them and maybe by you sharing them and expressing your love and celebrating your love, this will cause an exponential ripple effect and permeate all density, all shadows. And as we'd like to say in Ista from Ohad Pele, I always loved what he said. He said, we have to hunt our shadows, shit light and shine bright. Mm. <laughs> so may we all dive deep into our sexuality. May we no longer let it be a taboo of our times, but let us liberate ourselves and walk as divine sovereign beings. That's my jam. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely. And for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful. And you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. You can also join our online community at thebelovetribe.com. This is where we get to be a little bit more intimate, share our gifts and practice what it means to be love. This is our time to rise.